0: Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour. We're your hosts for this straight poop on all things supernatural. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble.
1: And I'm Ethan Sareski. And oh yes, all the soldiers fighting in Vietnam, I'd like to do a thing called machine gun.
0: And you might notice things are a little off this episode. Uh, that's because Ethan uh realized 45 minutes into recording it that he had not been recording it so if it sounds like I'm going through the motions I'm not
1: but why would it sound like that why would you get them expecting that <laughs> I don't know I did I, I we were doing we did a great show we're going to do another, a better show because that was a dry run so obviously this will be better this'll but be the I first did one you've ever rehearsed I definitely did waste 46 minutes of Uncle Monster time, and it felt horrible when I looked down and saw it wasn't recording. It was the worst feeling. I feel like such a douche.
0: It's cool. Hit him with the premise.
1: Well, as all times on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Friday Hour, one of us, me this week, has done extensive research on a ghoul, ghost, goblin, monster, demon This week, it's The Bunny Man.
0: Which just sounds adorable.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he appreciates that. The other one of us, Shibble, has done absolutely no research and comes into this knowing only he's The Bunny Man and that he's from Virginia. And what I've learned
0: in the last 46 minutes.
1: (laughs) That's so he knows everything about The Bunny Man. Do I? But what I'd I'd like to do is I'd like to bring it back to when you didn't. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to take a trip with me back to when you were ignorant before before i blessed you with 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 all all of this knowledge and i'd like to ask you what did you think the bunny man was how did you picture the bunny man in your head before i started without recording
0: in the before times in those simpler <laughs> times yeah i i would oft close my eyes and picture just a 4 foot tall chubby little bunny Walking on his hind legs, wearing a pair of overalls and a big straw sun hat, and he's got a trowel and he's digging up a carrot from his garden to give to his wife. <laughs> That's the Bunny Man in my book. That's how I choose to remember him.
1: That's the whole thing.
0: That's the whole thing. If you asked him, his first name is uh, Charles. Charles Bunny Man. <laughs> Bunnyman? Charles Bunnyman.
1: And he has a wife. Does he have children? Uh,
0: Well, obviously, being bunnies, they have children. And his wife, uh, Lola, Bunnyman, and their uh, children, Charles (laughs) Jr. and Alan, and the twins, uh, Rita (laughs) and Lorraine. And that's it.
1: (laughs) That's really your theory on the Bunnyman. Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you guys... um, it's very close to his theory the first time. That actually was what he thought the Bunny Man was. Yeah, but down
0: to Rita and Lorraine.
1: As as you all know, um, the way I have to explain this to Shibble is, is different. Mm-hmm. Because Shibble doesn't learn like the rest of us learn. Shibble learns best through narrative fiction.
0: It's true. I love a narrative fiction. And I can't wait for this story that's going to so heavily feature this new character, the Bunny Man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we have a very bunny man heavy story coming your way. In math class, um, did you learn well without narrative fiction?
0: No, I mean I got a B. I did okay. I was, I think, I did. You know what? I was just a great student. Hit me with that. Were you story. a great
1: student? Oh, my God, you have no patience. I wasted so much time. Oh, my God, he's so angry, everyone. I'm, not, oh I'm, I'm just munching
0: on some nuts, and I want to get to this story. Mostly because I know that it's very long, so I'm going to really be able to eat a bunch of peanuts.
1: That's fortunate that you want to hear the story, because now it is story time. It's story time, story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time, story time it's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time! time. It's Fabia. Fabia. It's so easy to say, just a soft A. Fabia. Your name is Joshua Fabia, and you are muttering to yourself as you listen to the latest MMA celebrity call you a fraud and decry your cult-like hold on the sport's beloved Diego the Nightmare Sanchez. Was it really a cult-like hold, though? That seemed like hyperbole. Although right now, Diego was suspended upside down, blindfolded, in a latex bodysuit with the word slut written on him in pink lipstick. You ignore the aging and dangling UFC fighter. Your trip to becoming all-knowing MMA guru and trainer started at the age of nine, according to your website. It reads, Josh's journey as a healer and guide began at just nine years old when his grandfather suffered from a heart attack. Joshua fell into the role of physical therapist for his grandfather and worked with him to a remarkable 85% full recovery. It was actually an aortic aneurysm and your grandpa died two years later. Still, you feel that qualifies as an 85% full recovery. That wasn't the only sign of prodigious talent that you showed as a child. You were on New Zealand's first kindergarten rugby team, according to you. As you have explained multiple times, because you were 5'2 and stopped growing when you were 12, you've been in your body longer than other people, and thus have a better understanding of movement. You call your training facilities the School of Self-Awareness Worldwide. The school's website promises self-defense, and shows off what you call the love punch. Listeners should probably Google that, really. It involves standing in an oddly sexual way on a woman's inner thigh while punching a man's chest and asking if he felt love. The website also offers courses in magic, really, actual magical studies, the School of Self-Awareness, worldwide, at least you had something to sell now, and fortune smiles upon those who are prepared. Or the wicked. Or the very short. As long as it's one of those, you're not good at colloquialisms, but everything else, LOOK OUT! You leave the gagged and bound Diego, almost assuredly suffering from CTE, and make one of your very secretive routine trips to Virginia. You choose one of the younger fighters in your stable to accompany you. He's been training at the School of Self-Awareness for a few months, so is probably prepared to love punch and dodge a heavy bag, but not much more. You don't need much fighting out of him where you're going, though. On the ride, you turn to the young fighter and tell him about the time you convinced the great Diego Sanchez to fire his entire training team, the famed Jackson Wink MMA camp that created his career and made him into the legend he is today. He fired his nutritionist, manager, everybody. He replaced them all with just you. You had given this exact quote to the media. I'm his coach, trainer, manager. I'm a physical therapist. I'm a nutritionist. I'm doing all those jobs of which you see a whole lot of people have full occupational titles for. Well put. The other fighter looks extremely uncomfortable, so you remove your shirt and put your hand on his leg, content to just ride comfortably in silence. On the way back from the bridge in Virginia, you'd be riding home alone anyway, feeling more fabulous than ever. You arrive back at the School of Self-Awareness Worldwide and stash a duffel bag in a dumpster before sneaking back in. Diego is still hanging there, but the word slut is getting old, so you rub it off the black leather with the Mr. Clean magic eraser. You pick up the pink lipstick and write Fuck Pig instead. Thank you, Joshua, says Diego. You slap him to continue his training and walk away to find another of the younger fighters. Before Diego's next fight against Michelle Paheya, tape sur- t- surfaces of you chasing fighters around a ring wielding an actual knife, yelling, Everything is a knife! This really happened. The MMA community is disgusted, of course. This training is unsuccessful as Pajaya uses brutal kicks and knees to dominate his smaller opponent before being DQ'd for an illegal knee. A bloodied and punch-drunk Diego celebrates. Frustrated, you make another of your quiet little trips to Virginia with one of your younger trainees. On the way, you listen to sports radio hammer you as video surfaces of you hanging Diego upside down and punching his head and kicking him repeatedly. This also really happened. The media is completely unfair. Such fake news all the time. They're slandering my name and the name of this man, the great Diego Sanchez. You pull up to the Virginia Bridge. Hours pass. Again, you return to the school alone, disposing of a large duffel bag. Now your plan is nearly at an end. Diego has but one fight on his contract left with the UFC. His big retirement fight where all the fans get to show their appreciation for their hero. You promptly request all of Diego's medicals from his 16-year history with the company. The UFC realizes you're becoming litigious. They tell you to fuck off and cancel the fight. You, this is completely true... Start an OnlyFans with Diego, post sexualized photos after promising not to, and keep 50% of the profits. But you're not feeling the power deep within that you've been working for. You felt it well up in bubble here and there, but the true power you seek would require more of you. Because the master of the school of self-awareness has a master as well. And that master is a wrathful one. You know that to achieve true self-actualization and be the Fabia you are meant to be, extreme action needed to be taken you finally wormed your way deep enough into Diego's brain to make the last move in your grand chess game. You walk over to where Diego is suspended from the ceiling. You've got one more fight, big guy. One last big one for all the fans. Diego agrees, though it is muffled through the ball gag. All the abuse you've heaped upon the broken fighter has accumulated. He barely knows where he is. Tomorrow, Halloween night, you will set out for his final farewell fight. The drive to Virginia is arduous, as you have a coupe, but still make Diego sit in the back. You make it to the state limits a bit before midnight as Diego starts to question you about the fight. You pinch his nipple and put a quick end to the backtalk. It gives you such a sense of power to physically abuse a man who could literally kill ten of you at once. You pull up to Colchester Overpass and park your car. Diego asks where the fans are. You tell him they'll be there soon. You lead him to the underpass. He shadowboxes, preparing for a fight. You enter underneath the bridge, the bridge that the locals call Bunny Man's Bridge. You check your watch as the time approaches midnight. Tick-tock. A white light begins emanating from the walls of the underpass. Diego backs up, scared. You run top speed back to the car, leaving Diego under the bridge. You know what will happen. You spent enough time studying cryptid movement and breathing technique to know. Soon enough, there's a white flash and a dark figure appears at the opposite end of the underpass. The creature is a large humanoid dressed in a dingy white and gray smiling rabbit suit. The eyes are blacked out and nothing human can be seen through the mask. The bunny is holding a hatchet loosely in his left hand. He tosses it playfully to his right hand and leans on it like a pantomime routine. Diego gets into a fighting stance, but this was no Michael Chiesa. The bunny advances on Diego and cleaves his left arm from his body. You listen to the screams and watch from your safe vantage point gleefully. You love violence that has no chance of directly affecting you. The bunny continues hacking at the beaten fighter, done in by his belief in a worthless guru of supposed self-awareness. You approach cautiously. The bunny sees your five-foot-two frame and recognizes you. Fabia, it growls. "'Fabia!' you want to whisper so badly, but you don't. Then it turns and hangs Diego Sanchez on a chain, gutted like a rabbit. You feel nothing, watching the man who called you brother hung like butchered meat. You, Joshua Fabia, have been bringing victims to the Bunny Man for years, and in exchange have been granted the satanic power of bullshitting the extremely gullible. You used Diego Sanchez for every dollar he had, then left him to be murdered at the hands of the lunatic cryptid known as the Bunny Man.' Your power would only grow now. First Diego Sanchez, next the world. You smear your fingers in Diego's blood and write schoolofselfawarenessworldwide.com on the wall of the underpass. You walk smoothly away from the bridge chuckling, ready for your next big score, wondering what Conor McGregor's phone number is. Wow. Wow. You got his ass. Got the bunny man.
0: You got Joshua Fabian a little bit more. I want to say, you really stuck well, I got him the, with that one.
1: Got the bunny man too, though, right?
0: I mean, you got him towards the end there. You snuck <laughs> him in. You snuck him in right before the deadline.
1: Well, I got to tell you something. <clears throat> I don't know when this is going to air, but right now in MMA, it's going to air in De- the
0: year 2025.
1: Okay, it'll still be relevant a little bit. If you, in MMA, which I love, there's this guy Diego Sanchez who won the, ult- the first Ultimate Fighter. He's been in the game forever. He's you might remember lead- him from the story. He's kind of a weird guy, gullible, you know, susceptible to weird stuff. And and this weird guru guy got his hooks in him and is just milking him for everything and putting him in danger, really, in these fights because he does, you know, he's he's a complete fraud. And I just take exception to that. That that's why he's the star of the story this week because because he's a douche and he sucks.
0: He certainly does. But you know, who doesn't suck is I'm assuming the Bunny Man.
1: No, the Bunny Man does not suck.
0: Tell me about this guy.
1: The Bunny Man legend originated in the 1900s and from two related incidents in Virginia in 1970 and has spread through the Washington, D.C. area as well.
0: Okay. The legend
1: legend has many variations. Most involve a man wearing a rabbit costume who attacks people with an axe or a hatchet.
0: Now, did you ever see any of these old-timey uh, Easter Bunny rabbit costumes? What do you mean? Like, if, like if you ever look at, like, Photos of rabbit costumes from Easter from the past.
1: Yeah, I do a lot of a lot. I spent a lot of time looking at that. Why would I? <laughs> I'm a Jewish just, guy. Like, they, they
0: pop up on like Twitter or something. Like every year, I'd be like, oh, hold on, check hold out on. this freaky Easter bunny. Just Google scary Go- Easter bunny. Scary what? Scary, scary e- Easter bunny. Picture. Vintage. Vintage. Yeah.
1: All right, hold on. Scary vintage. Easter. I'm doing this with one finger. That's why the typing is slow. I, just in case anyone's timing me. Holy are. shit! Hol- are these jokes?
0: No, these are for real. This is what Easter costumes used to look like. Easter bunny costumes.
1: But why are why are they why do they look like monsters?
0: I imagine it something has to do with the fact that it's hard to create a three dimensional cartoon rabbit head costume. So hats off to furries. You are craftspeople.
1: Well, hats off to the ones that aren't Nazis, because we we discovered there was a big Nazi issue with the furry community.
0: Yes, there are Nazi the the there are Nazi furs. The
1: the the Ferd Reich. Yes. correct. Yes, the yes. Furred Reich. So down with the Ferd Thumbs Reich. Thumbs
0: down to the Furred Reich. But furries as a whole, I don't want to judge you by that vocal minority.
1: It's a the Ferd Reich. That was my Nazi Hitler. I mean, my furry Hitler. <laughs> you like that? Oh yeah, that your
0: Nazi Hitler's kind of redundant. Yeah, you don't I see know. a lot of people impersonating painter Hitler. I wonder dress why. Dress
1: as dress as und fox. <laughs> dress as und fox. He said. He did. I'm translating. That. <laughs> that's, that's furry Hitler. <laughs> Work will set you free, dear. Um. No, you don't like that furry Hitler. You don't like that character. He shouldn't recur.
0: I mean, only if it really occurs uh, organically.
1: <laughs> the, um, most of the stories of the Bunny Man mm-hmm. uh, occur around Colchester Overpass, spanning Colchester Road near Clifton, Virginia, sometimes referred to as Bunny Man Bridge. I wonder, do
0: you think the bridge is named after the Bunny Man?
1: No, I think the, I, I, I think the. I think the bunny man's named after the bridge, chipple, Yeah. There was a humanoid bunny who saw the bridge, and he's like, hey, great name.
0: Or maybe just everybody... There was, like, a guy named Irving Bunnyman, and he built the bridge, and then later on people like, they actually call it that because there's a bunny man.
1: It, it could be. I've I've uncovered no evidence to the contrary. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're just going
0: to put that on the theories part. Yeah. You can't see this, but behind me, I always have a large whiteboard that I'm furiously taking down notes. That's not true. I'm eating peanuts and drinking Pepsi.
1: Colchester Overpass, uh, near Bunny Mansports. that's kind of the home base. So I wanted to talk okay. about that for a minute. That's his Warren. That's his, yeah. It's, <laughs> was, that's almost a Watership Down reference, isn't it?
0: That's just what it's rabbit, a, a general yeah. ra-
1: bunny reference, but it, if we're talking about talking bunnies and kind of humanoid bunnies, it could be a watership down reference.
0: It could be. I'm not I always heard watership Down was very sad, so I never watched it.
1: Oh, it's a book the the books the book's really great.
0: I also don't know how to read.
1: <laughs> Fiver is the star, a bunny named Fiverr <laughs> You don't okay. like you don't care. You don't care.
0: His name is Fiver. Okay.
1: Oh my God! It's you. A good name. Oh, you're so angry that first forty six minutes. Oh my God! I feel so bad. I'm, I'm not so sorry.
0: angry. I'm excited to get back to the Bunny Man. So he's living <laughs> in, in his Warren near Colton Pass.
1: Right, and uh, Colchester Overpass was built in 1906 near the site of Sangster Station, mm. a Civil War era railroad station, which sounds haunted to me.
0: That sounds incredibly haunted.
1: What do you think? What What does a Civil War era ghost sound like, Shivel? Can you help me?
0: Okay, let me get let me get into character. <laughs> I'm a secesh. <laughs> but I'm dead. I
1: died fighting.
0: I died fighting for states' rights.
1: States' rights to own wood.
0: Don't sweat it.
1: <laughs> it's always don't sweat it when you ask that, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just states right. It rights. doesn't states matter. It states right. You're when against you're... rights all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> now who's a ag- slave? Who's against rights? How
0: can you argue against rights?
1: States rights Ghosts, more more recurring characters.
0: Yeah. Once again, States. it comes up organically.
1: States rights Ghosts? I don't know. I like that. Um, because of its association with the legend, uh, Colchester Overpass is a popular destination for paranormal enthusiasts known as ghost hunters mm-hmm. and curiosity seekers known as legend trippers. That's a cool name.
0: That is a cool name. We should have called the show Legend Trippers. Fuck.
1: Well, yeah, but we would have to go somewhere for that.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Legends stay at home. Legends staycationers.
1: <laughs> Interest increases on Halloween, and in 2003, authorities began controlling access to the area because in 2011 on Halloween, over 200 people were turned away during one 14-hour traffic checkpoint into the area.
0: See, here's... If I was going to Man Bridge... Right. I'm going to say that I'm not going to tell them that. I'm going to just be like, oh, I just, I'm just i going to see my mom. She lives on the other side of Colchester Overpass.
1: You wouldn't even say Bunny Man Bridge to tip them off.
0: No, no. I'd be like, no, I'm driving over Hoo- Hooey Man Bridge? No. I'm going to see my mother. She lives on the other side of Colchester Pass.
1: How would you explain your EVP meter?
0: That's just a normal meter, it's just a meter. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it.
1: How about your proton pack?
0: It's just That's a normal pack. That's just my normal pack. Ver- that guy has a pack. You didn't say anything to
1: him. <laughs> I'm Versions- a sovereign citizen. We have states right. Versions of the legends vary in the bunny man's name, motives, victims, and description of the costume. Or lack thereof, it says.
0: <clears throat> because he's nude.
1: Sometimes, I guess. I mean, I guess what we you think all he,
0: are sometimes.
1: What does he look like nude?
0: I think when he's nude, he's... They mean it's not that he's wearing a bunny costume. They mean that he's just a bunny man. He's an anthropomorphic bunny, wear bunny man.
1: Under the bunny... So he's a bunny wearing a bunny costume.
0: No, I think, like, people say it's a costume, but it's actually just a bunny man.
1: I'd be sense. more freaked out if he was like a creepy bunny man wearing a dirty bunny costume on top. So you take oh, it off man. like like in Scooby-Doo. You're like, and it's really, oh, no, a dirty yeah. bunny.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty freaky.
1: In some accounts, victims' bodies are mutilated. And in some variations, the bunny man's ghost or aging specter is said to come out on Halloween to commemorate his passing. Boy. Would you like to move on to the canonical legend?
0: Yes. Yes yes please we've heard everything about uh, you know his overpass we've heard about the traffic stops we've heard about the southern states rights ghosts <laughs> tell me about the bunny man
1: what are their names what, the, what, are, what are the, the uh,
0: ghosts uh, I'm gonna say uh, Rutherford Hunt
1: and <laughs> someone Compton
0: Yeah, Colonel
1: Compton. Colonel Compton and Rutherford Hunt? Yeah. Okay, I like that. (laughs) That's good. Um, The canonical legend of the Bunny Man. The Bunny Man is an insane murderer that kills and or makes appearances only on Halloween or at midnight under Bunny Man's Bridge near Colchester Overpass. After 12 a.m., there will be a bright white light under the bridge, and through the white light will appear a murderous humanoid bunny with a sharp, bloody axe.
0: What do you think the white light is about? Do you think he lives in heaven?
1: Yes, I think he lives in heaven. He seems like a a real prime resident of heaven. When I picture heaven, I picture dirty bunnies with axes.
0: I'm putting heaven on the board, it's going on the big board.
1: (laughs) I don't know what the white light's about. I think I, I think he must be interdimensional, and that must be the way he enters our dimension, right?
0: What if there's underneath the bridge? And do we know what kind of bridge this is?
1: No, it's on Google Maps, though.
0: I bet underneath the bridge there's an entrance to a government laboratory. Ooh. That's putting that on the board.
1: You want me to wait for you to write it?
0: Labra. Tory. Right. Underline. Question mark? Done. <laughs> There's no Rutherford. still eating peanuts.
1: Are you enjoying your peanuts, Rutherford?
0: <laughs> Hash, oh, I am <laughs> picked in the free state of Georgia.
1: <laughs> the bunny man was originally an escapee from an insane asylum. This is where the story, the real story, gets crazy. Okay. The t- you mean the-
0: crazier than the escapee from the insane asylum? Yeah, because that the specific That lives specifics. underneath a bridge in a bunny outfit?
1: Even crazier, because it's, okay. you know, there's a real story here. There's oh. some truth to it.
0: Oh, shit. Okay.
1: The tale originated with an asylum in the wilderness of Clifton, Virginia in the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. The problems began when funding dried up and the asylum closed, potentially deinstitutionalizing thousands of mentally ill and possibly dangerous patients. Not that mentally ill people are at all prone to violence, because that's... No, they're statistically
0: more likely to be the victims of violence.
1: That's absolutely true, Shibble. Excellent point. Uh, Although, you know, just like any population, some people are violent. Uh, More and more people were beginning to move into the town where the asylum was closing... The mayor demanded the head of the asylum move the form of patients elsewhere, as he didn't want undesirables in his town.
0: I, that's why they call them undesirables.
1: Why, why? do they call them undesirables?
0: Because you don't desire them in your town.
1: <laughs> How do you become a desirable if you're an undesirable?
0: I don't know. Maybe like get some cool clothes.
1: So it's like popular. Yeah, like...
0: these guys are so unpopular that the mayor's telling them to leave.
1: Oh my god, they need to get some Nikes.
0: Yeah, they need to get one of those uh, movies where they get a makeover.
1: Oh yeah, totally, like a bunch of the cool kids need to help them out, yeah.
0: Yeah, then it turns out it started out as a prank, but now it's a real.
1: And it was a bet to go out with the the guy, he did it on a bet. Oh, that's so sad for the bunny man. So in 1904, the most dangerous and criminally insane patients were packed into transports to a new facility. Sometime during the journey to Lorton Prison, which is a pretty serious place, the driver of one of the vehicles swerved and the transport careened off the road. Most of the inmates aboard and the driver were actually killed in the crash, but some survived and escaped. Mm. The next day, police scoured the area. After an intensive manhunt, the authorities apprehended all but two of the ten convicts that escaped. Mm Mm-hmm. The two that were not apprehended were a Marcus A. Walster and a Douglas J. B.U. Neiman. A who? B.U. Neiman. A B.U.
0: Neiman? His name is (laughs) B.U. Neiman. That's (laughs) B.U. Neiman. He also escaped.
1: I don't think it was that simple a case to solve, Shevel.
0: I think we've gotten it. We've cracked it. And this is an Uncle Monster exclusive. We've learned the true identity of the Bunny Man. He's escaped murderer, B.U. Neiman,
1: (laughs) Barry Ryan Neiman. (laughs) However, as the police were still searching, they found a footprint in the mud. In the Mm -hmm. footprint was written, "You'll never find me," and you know it too. Signed, B.U. Neiman.
0: (laughs) Signed, B.U. Neiman.
1: (laughs) Signed. The Bunny Man.
0: Oh, a.k.a.
1: B.U. Neiman, correct. The police then found the other inmate who escaped, Marcus Walster, hanging by the neck from the Bunny Man bridge, gutted like a rabbit, while Douglas Griffin was never found.
0: Mmm, Douglas Griffin, a.k.a. (laughs) B.U. Neiman.
1: (laughs) Correct. I'm just going to give in, and yes, that's his name. We're um,
0: going to get that on Wikipedia by the end of the day.
1: Can't you just can you just change anything on Wikipedia?
0: Yeah, but somebody might yell at you if they notice.
1: Cryptid people are pretty serious. I don't know if you want to do that.
0: I mean, I don't want to do it mostly because I don't want to put the effort into it.
1: <laughs> well, we did lose 46 minutes of our lives today because of me. <laughs> um we will now move <laughs> I'm so apologetic. I feel so shit. Right.
0: I did the exact same thing in season 1 with an episode about the skunk ape uh that is our last episode and might be an upcoming special second take edition
1: of Uncle but, but we're not gonna but oh we, we're gonna redo it because there was some talk of what happened is we recorded a whole an entire episode of uh called the skunk ape which was uh really it was good. A good one yeah um and uh Shibby deleted it by mistake, which was fine because it was act- it was actually really good because we were really car- until today we were really careful about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But Shibble was going to listen to it and, and try and reply to me in the moment and like recreate his answers.
0: Yeah, I might just do that.
1: I, I kinda want to hear how it sounds. I mean, that would be kinda funny. <laughs> I
0: think I'd have to like find my old notes, but I think it'd be great.
1: All right, give it a shot. I mean, hey,
0: yeah. <laughs> you people, you won't even notice.
1: You should have made me do it with this one because you recorded you for this. I could have gone back. I could have played both day. parts. Yeah. <laughs> one night in 1905, we are jumping a little bit ahead now because the Bunny Man is loose. So mm. what's going to happen? We we wonder.
0: Yeah. What he- happens next? He's out there.
1: One the evening. Madman
0: B. U. Neiman
1: on Halloween. 1905, a group of teenagers went to Colchester Overpass, now known as Bunnyman Bridge. Mm. Three of the teens would later be found dead, their throats slashed, and with long cuts up their abdomens, as if they'd been gutted like a rabbit. The story caused an uproar, with parents warning their children not to go anywhere near the bridge. Did they listen?
0: No, they're teens. They're too radical.
1: How many years did it take before this happened again?
0: Oh, I'm going to say four.
1: One. In 1906, uh, the money man struck again. This time, seven t- dumb teens, well, I, they're dead, so I'm... Seven teens were said to be partying under the bridge. One of them, a young woman named Adrian Hatala, was so spooked by the stories that she actually kept her distance from the other kids. According to her account, there was a light under the bridge, followed by a blinding bright flash at around midnight, and she heard the anguished sque- screams of her friends, she found the bodies of her friends hanging under the bridge by meat hooks, mutilated in a similar manner to the teens that had been found the previous Halloween. Get this. She would eventually be charged with the murders and locked away in a mental institution.
0: Whew. Well, that's a dang shame.
1: Adrian Hatala, victim of the Bunny Man in a different way.
0: This raises to me the question, how many... Teens, do you think you could take in a fight? Now? Well, let's say in your prime. This is a, this is a preview of Fight Night. Let's say really quick.
1: Um, how old are the teens?
0: Let's say they're. In a, uh, I'm going to say in this situation they're from a small town, so you'll have kids of different ages hanging out. So we'll say ranging from 15 to 18.
1: Okay, are they boys or girls?
0: It's gonna be uh, on and off, boy, girl, boy, girl.
1: Starting with a boy. Yeah. How how old is the first boy?
0: First boy, let's 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 say sixteen.
1: I can take in my pro, like at age twenty-five.
0: Sure. Whenever you feel like you would be most equipped for this.
1: Well, I I was a good athlete and I was a good ball player, and I was mm-hmm. plenty mean. And yeah.
0: Um, yeah, you had a real angry streak.
1: <laughs> and I had an angry time in my life. Um, I got over it. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, as you can tell from the story today, I'm completely over it.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, every, one thing about Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour is both your hosts are very normal.
1: <laughs> and not angry. Um, I think I could take four. I think the first a 16-year-old boy in my prime... Wreck them. Mm-hmm. Then a teenage girl, it's just going to be, I'm just going to choke her. It's over.
0: Wait, what if, okay, what if the teenage girl, 18, captain of the b-ball
1: team? I'm, I'm going to turn her around and choke her gently and, you know, so okay. no violence occurs. And then I'm going to guess the second boy is going to be older and bigger and that's going to be a real fight. So, and I'm tired by that point. I'm going to guess at my prime, I still take them and have enough left for one more chick. But the next dude is going to take me. So I say four.
0: I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to say I could probably take down the first teen in my yeah, prime. That'll be definitely.
1: okay.
0: I think by the time I get through uh, fighting that lady, I think she's going to be more of a fighter than you're giving these ladies credits. Uh, and I think... Uh, That's going to, I'll be able to take her, but at that point, I'm going to be starting to get pretty fatigued, and I think number three is going to get me.
1: All right, that's fair enough. So, I mean, one of us gets to three, one of us gets to four. I mean, that's pretty similar.
0: Yeah. So, we're ready to take on 17s. Your choice, anytime, anywhere.
1: Yeah, but they have to be mixed of mixed gender and age between 15. Yeah, and, and it
0: 18. has to go boy, girl, boy, girl and everyone has to recognize that this is very normal. <laughs> Before the show starts, everyone needs to stand up and say simultaneously, this is very normal.
1: Now we're going to move on to some sightings of real sightings of the bunny man. Okay. Documented many, real. Many people have had their cars hit with axes flung into their windshields.
0: Yeah, many people
1: have had that happen. No, well, I'll give you numbers on it. That's true. Many people have. Yeah. Some, Some people, this is an odd one, that live close to the bridge have heard the bunny man's voice in the woods admonishing them in an angry tone, quote, You've been messing up my property by dumping tree stumps, limbs and brush and other things on the property. You can make everything right by meeting me tonight and talking about the situation.
0: Well, that. He sounds very formal. He sounds very formal.
1: I'm guessing that account was by some guy whose neighbor didn't like him.
0: Yeah, and his neighbor was named B.U. Neiman. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Who was 100 years old by that point.
0: Yeah, but still could throw a hatchet through a car windshield.
1: The Bunny Man Police Report tally is 14 different geographic locations are mentioned. Four mm-hmm. reports tell of ta- attacks on cars, just on the, you know, like hatchets through the windows. Mm-hmm. Nine reports claim attacks on couples parked in a car. Mm-hmm. What do you think they were doing? <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: Probably Frenching.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if, if not second base. Five reports accuse of vandalism on homes or buildings.
0: To me, that sounds like a frame-up. This doesn't sound like the type of thing the bunny man would do.
1: Yeah, I didn't see anything to indicate he was big on vandalism, and uh, ten reports mentioning murder.
0: Oh, that well, those sound pretty serious.
1: Yeah, they, it, we we ra- ratcheted up at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fairfax, <That's>... facts... <laughs> go ahead. What that,
0: if ever there was an argument for broken windows policing, <laughs> it's the money man. <laughs>
1: Fairfax County Public Library historian archivist Brian Conley extensively researched the bunny man legend. This is important. He has located two incidents of a man in a rabbit costume threatening people with an axe in the modern era. The okay. reports occurred ten days apart in nineteen seventy in Burke, Virginia. Would you like to hear about the nineteen seventy incidents?
0: Yes, please.
1: Incident number one. The first incident was reported the evening of October 19, 1970, by U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiancee, who were visiting relatives on Guinea Road.
0: The Air Force Academy cadet, you question this man's integrity, you question this man's honor. He's out there fighting for your freedom,
1: and his fiancee, too.
0: She's also, in her own way, fighting for your freedom. A more personal fight.
1: That's right. A, a, a more domestic fight.
0: An around, emotional fight.
1: Around midnight, they parked... A
0: spiritual battle!
1: They parked to visit an uncle... who Respect lived
0: across, these people!
1: ...who lived across the street. As they sat in the front seat with the motor running, they noticed something moving outside the rear window. Moments later, the front passenger window was smashed and there was a white-clad figure standing near the broken window. Mm. Bennett turned the car around while the man screamed at them about trespassing including quote you're on private property and i have your tag number. As they drove down the road the couple discovered a hatchet on the car floor that had been thrown through the window. When Is this the police our first cryptid
0: to know about uh license plates
1: yeah yeah It's the first first one that'll take down your tag. All
0: the cops.
1: (laughs) He's very concerned about trespassing. It's it's a it's a very big thing with him.
0: Very into property rights.
1: When the state's rights? Did you say?
0: No, property rights similar.
1: Oh, excuse me. I'll go back into my grave. When the police requested a description of the man, Bennett insisted he was wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. However, Bennett's fiancé contested their assailant did not have bunny ears on his head, but was wearing a white caparote of some sort.
0: I'm not familiar with, with the caparote.
1: I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I, I'm just guessing. It's C-A-P-I-R-O-T-E. I think it's caparote, but it's mm-hmm. what it is, it's, it's a religious hood that looks an awful lot like a clan hood.
0: Okay, yeah, no, this is a Klan hood. This is a Klan hood. She saw a Klansman.
1: But I think they were appropriated from religious organizations by the clan. I don't
0: think in rural Virginia in 1970, <laughs> she was running into someone into the Spanish Yeah, <laughs> This is the fucking clan and they were right to get
1: out of there. Uh, they could both. They both remembered seeing his face clearly, but in the darkness, they could not determine his race. Mm. However, the police could. Black. Yeah. I'm just joking. The police returned the hatchet to Bennett after examination. Now we have incident number two in 1970. Good. I was wondering what happened to the hatchet. Yeah, I don't know why I left that sentence in, and I saw your face. I knew that was coming. Uh, the second reported sighting occurred on the evening October 29th, 1970. When security guard Paul Phillips approached a man standing on the porch of an unfinished home on also on Guinea Road.
0: A security guard. You'd question this man's integrity? <laughs> this man that provides you security.
1: <laughs> Phillips said the man was wearing a grey, black, and white bunny costume and was about twenty years old, five foot eight, about one seventy five. The man began chopping at a porch post with a long handled axe, yelling. You are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop your head off.
0: Jeez Louise, this guy in trespassing.
1: I mean that I mean, doesn't that that's weird though that it's always him yelling about trespassing? It could be the same guy, right?
0: To me this sounds like Well, I have my theory.
1: Well, wait till is, you, is it real.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to tell you my theory.
1: The Fairfax County Police opened investigations into both incidents but uh, both were eventually closed for lack of evidence. Mm. In the weeks... Oh, shit. I, I, I didn't record it. Are you... I'm just joking. Did I get you?
0: You almost did at the end.
1: Okay, good. Uh, in the weeks following the incidents, more than 50 people contacted the police claiming to have seen the Bunny Man. Mm. Several newspapers, including the Washington Post, um, home paper of the Washington football team, woo, reported Hey-o. that... Reported that the Bunny Man had eat had eaten a man's runaway cat.
0: Now how did they find out about that?
1: The think- Washington Post has good reporters, Shovel.
0: Do you think that the Bunny Man wrote them a letter, like the Zodiac?
1: Like a from Hell letter, like a Ripper letter?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's me.
1: Ha ha! I've got your cat. <laughs> I'm
0: from England.
1: Or I ate him. <laughs> steak trucks I ate your cat ha ha catch me if you can Yeah. and they're
0: like well we gotta run it if it bleeds it leads <laughs>
1: if it bleeds it leads the post articles that mention this incident were man in bunny Costume sought in Fairfax bunny man scene the rabbit reappears and bunny reports are multiplying
0: <laughs> uh, I gotta give him that one I like that one I gotta give good. him that one
1: And that brings us to the end of our research on the famed cryptid, the Bunny Man, and leads me to ask you, do you want to hear some bunny facts? Oh, hell yeah! Bunny facts! Shibble, one of the most endangered animals in the world is a rabbit. Hmm. The riverine rabbit, a small striped bunny native to a tiny part of the Karoo Desert in South Africa has only an estimated 250 adults left in the entire world.
0: Oh, hang in there, buddy.
1: You would think with a you, you wouldn't think of a rabbit as being endangered, would you?
0: No, I would think that they're known for multiplying, but you know, who knows with the way the global warming and everything, it's tough out there. It's yeah. hard out there for a pimp.
1: <laughs> what if you spend number 2 if you spend enough time around rabbits you may be lucky enough to witness one of the cutest behaviors in all of nature a bunny will hop when it's happy and do a twist in midair this adorable action actually has an equally adorable name it's called a binky
0: yeah i i had a rabbit uh, his name was bernie and boy oh. he was great and you could see him do that every now and then when he was in a good mood. It was just, oh, it was fantastic.
1: He did binkies?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, if you just gave him, like, a chunk of apple, he'd get real excited and he'd hop around. He did brilliant. you
1: know what it was called back then?
0: I did. I did. I had a book.
1: You were like, oh, Bernie's doing a binky? You said yeah. that? Oh, yeah, that's so I, cool. I mean, I
0: wouldn't say that, but I would observe it. I, it was not a word that I would say very often because it, does, it is a pretty childish word.
1: Oh, Excuse me, Shivel. I'm sorry, big adult no. man.
0: No, no, no. There's, you know, and maybe I was being insecure. Oh,
1: well. Now, would you feel comfortable saying now that Bernie made a binky?
0: He definitely made some binkies. He did okay. some binkies.
1: They were great. You, you seem to have gotten over it. Okay. Well, those it's are my, Thank I you for helping have, me work through that. I have. Well, that's what I'm here for. I have more bunny facts, but we can wait.
0: Now, Let's move on to. Cause this whole bunny man situation sounds crazy, but. Can it love? A werewolf ate my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. And it's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but... Can it love?
1: Can it love? Can it love? Can the bunny man love?
0: Yes, can this escaped murderer that's living underneath a bridge and has become immortal and appears in a beam of light can he love?
1: By the way, I think after this episode we should take a break from cryptids who are from insane asylums or live under bridges or carry hatchets.
0: It's true they just seem to have different outfits
1: yeah i i i th- i mean they are interesting they're all interesting but i no, mean I no, think- it
0: is cool but yeah i think we only need at most two of those a season
1: yeah okay so that was our quota um but can it love that's an important question and what i wrote was that it started out as human so i think it had the ability to love i don't know whether it retained that ability through a an abusive stay at a home for the criminally insane uh, it certainly doesn't seem loving to murder teens on Halloween or to throw hatchets at people's cars. No. He he seems most concerned with protecting his territory, possibly because he never felt safe in a home to call his own growing up. His obsession with his turf overrides feelings or emotions of love or favor and dominate his personality. Also, he's over 100 years old, so at some point he achieved demon status, which probably removed his ability to love. So at this point... He's a super, supernatural being without human emotion and doesn't remember how to love.
0: All right. I think that's a very reasonable guess. I'm going to say he loves his land.
1: Oh, great point.
0: Uh he loves he
1: loves his land. Is it but real love or is it obsession?
0: It's tough to say. Yeah. It might be it might just be a, a, a parasocial relationship with his land. <laughs> he, uh Yeah, we're go- I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bunny Man has not demonstrated anything like love. So I'm going to say an ideal date with the Bunny Man yes. is going to be, uh, you're not going to go on his property, so I guess he's going to meet up with you somewhere. Uh, I'm going to say a beer and bowling.
1: Beer and bowling?
0: Yeah. It's just going to be a fun date, and uh, you won't have to make too much conversation because you can get distracted by the bowling, and at the end of the night, you'll give him an awkward hug.
1: I think it's strange to go in public with, with, with an entity wearing a dirty bunny suit.
0: Well, I'm not going to be ashamed of him.
1: Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it. I would be ashamed. I'm, I, I take that That's back fair. again. I would be definitely ashamed to take something on a date, an entity that was wearing a dirty bunny suit. That's fair. That's Unless fair. it was bunny. really pretty.
0: Now, hear me out. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it
1: fuck? Well, I did some research on this. Um, mm-hmm. I did find sexy bunny man images, quote-unquote, on Shutterstock that were very yeah. interesting. Uh, There's no bunny man specific cryptid erotica. None. Okay. Which was very disappointing.
0: Yeah, that's surprising.
1: Um, Here's an interesting point on immaculate conception. The ancients, such as Plutarch and Philostratus, believed that rabbits were hermaphrodites. Hmm. It was the only way they could justify the rabbit's superfetation.
0: So that could mean that the bunny man... Yep. Has been reproducing asexually for generations, and that's why he's still alive.
1: That could be, or he could be spreading other bunny people to other states.
0: It's true. Have we heard any reports of bunny men outside of the Bunny Man Bridge area?
1: No, but we don't know the gestation period or how long it takes to grow up and become a demon bunny man. It's true. It may take 50 years. They could
0: be coming to your town soon.
1: They could already be there. Yeah. Uh, Christians For Christians, this self-conception was regarded as an indication that rabbits had been ef- effective at having virgin births. Mm. So this linked rabbits to the Virgin Mary and signs of rebirth and purity. So rabbits are associated with what?
0: Uh, with Easter.
1: Yep, and the resurrection of Christ. That's the reason.
0: All right. Well, there we go.
1: And of course, I did manage to find a little bit of erotica. Yeah that related called Little Bunny mm-hmm. by My Erotic Tale. But it's not spelled tale like a story. It's spelled tale like a tale.
0: Okay, I like it. That's funny. That is. That's that's a classic wordplay amongst furries. Is this just going to be furry fic?
1: Uh, no, it's 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 a bunny, just like the bunny man. Okay. Will you read it to me?
0: Uh, Did you send it to me? Yeah. Oh, let me find it. Hang on. Boop, boop, boop. Doodly-doo. Doodly-doo.
1: i lied i just sent it to you
0: there it is hang on where there not there yet oh did it come through on my phone
1: <laughs> that sounds crazy but can it fuck do you say crazy or scary? Because it was that sounds scary, but I think you saying that sounds crazy, and I like that better now.
0: Yeah, it, it changed to uh, that sounds uh, that sounds yeah, it sounds that sounds crazy. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, uh, all right. So, what, is, what give me give me a title? What am I kicking off here?
1: In order to prove, you know, another way to prove that the bunny man might be able to do the nasty, uh, we have little bunny. By My Erotic Tale T-A-I-L And it goes a little something like this she Hit it! Picks a, she picks up the little bunny And gives him a kiss
0: Little bunny wrinkles his nose And kisses her back His whiskers tickled her cheeks She wiped her face From the sensation of the little whiskers She moved the little animal Down to her neck It rubbed along her chest And breasts his soft fur felt good along her body, teasing the nipple and then rubbing circles around her breast. Here, little bunny, want some milk? She put the bunny's mouth to her nipple. Of course, little bunny lapped at the milk and suckled the tit. His long whiskers tethered the soft mound, his nose pointed at her breast. She pushed his nose into her hard nipple as she moved him from tit to tit. Which one tastes better, little bunny? she asked. She laughed at the thought of a talking rabbit, putting him to one tit then the other. Little bunny says, They're both scrumptious. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought that was a good excerpt. You didn't like it? It was
0: It was fine.
1: I thought it, it was, was instructive just... about the bunny man and his sexual proclivities.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we both learned a lot from that.
1: <laughs> I certainly felt like I did. The audience and did.
0: I think it might be fight night.
1: Fight night.
0: All right, so what do we know about old Bunny Man? He's got an axe, he's a psycho, and he lives for a long time.
1: Right. And he appears in white light, you know, his territory is under the bridge. We got a lot about him. So how many prime Shaquille O'Neal's does it take to take down the Bunny Man?
0: Okay. We know... I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say one. One. Uh, because we haven't heard anything about super strength. We haven't even had any demonstrations of super strength.
1: Right. Well, well, so, he lifts. He can lift up bodies and hang them on meat hooks. That takes strength.
0: Uh, but I'm gonna say that Shaq could also do that.
1: Yeah, Shaq could do that with one hand. I bet.
0: Yeah. I think Shaq is just gonna be overpower him. And I think he's athletic enough to be able to uh, avoid axe blows, yep. which uh, an axe, uh, a famously uh, difficult weapon to wield, very uh,
1: unbalanced. And think about the huge arc that the that the that the that the tip takes when you swing it, and how much yeah. time he has, and how athletic and quick he was.
0: Yeah, Shaq just needs to dodge one axe blow, and then he can close the distance and then the axe will be useless, and then Shaq will just be able to uh, choke him out, uh, punch his face, hit his head against a cement wall.
1: Grab uh, the axe, you know? Grab the
0: axe, uh, uh, hold him uh, onto the train tracks of the bridge, like hold one foot and one arm, (laughs) uh, and then the train runs him over. (laughs) That would be fucked up. Don't do that, Shaq.
1: That's definitely not something I'm thinking about.
0: But now that you mention it
1: <laughs> I don't believe in states rights.
0: <laughs> so yeah, one shack. That's my number.
1: Okay. Uh, how about the bunny man versus Roger Rabbit, but they fight in Toontown.
0: Ooh. Toontown, eh? Roger Rabbit's home turf. Well
1: A shave I, and a haircut. I'm sorry.
0: Two bits uh I think in Toontown what's going to happen is one of the distinctive features of toontown is that almost everything is alive, right? Like the flowers are alive and the trees are alive and your chair is alive and your taxicab is alive and the bullets in your gun are alive. And so, and Roger rabbit wildly beloved in the cartoon community. I think Roger rabbit in toontown is just going to have like every single thing that is there attacking with him. And they will ultimately be able to uh, overpower. Them.
1: But if you're talking about team ups, wouldn't Judge Dread, not Judge Dredd, what's his name?
0: Doom, Judge Doom. Judge
1: Doom, wouldn't he to- team up with Bunny Man?
0: Uh, yeah, but Roger Rabbit. Uh, and uh, you know, I feel like you have to say that sort of explicitly.
1: Okay, you're right. You're right. I didn't say him and Judge Doom. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Roger Rabbit takes it with Toontown.
0: Yeah. Because okay. when you say he, they're in Toontown, Toontown is a force.
1: That's a great answer. I Okay, the Bunny Man versus Bugs Bunny and the NBA stars. But, but the Bunny Man gets the Monstars. And okay. they have to go in hand-to-hand combat.
0: Okay, and they're fighting? Okay, those Monstars were... I'm gonna say this is, a, by the way, the this is
1: this is from Space Jam. If no one's, if you haven't seen it,
0: yeah, Space Jam One. Of course, by this by the time this episode has been released, there'll be Space Jam Four in theaters. Yeah,
1: but there'll still be LeBron only one James Junior. There'll only be one real Space Jam at any point. So
0: it's true. Space Jam Two, starring LeBron, James. <laughs> the <laughs> highlight of the entire franchise.
1: Right, of course. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, the Monstars are, they are, like, nine feet tall. I think, but boy, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, no, Bugs Bugs can take down pretty much anybody. I'm going to put this on Bugs.
1: I thought that the Bunny Man with the Monstars was a lot of hand-to-hand combat, because the NBA stars aren't great at hand-to-hand combat.
0: But Bugs Bunny... Sort of, I want to put him into sort of a pseudo magical position because okay. he's always sort of like he's the main character. Bugs Bunny wins. All right, you know, that's what he does.
1: I listen. This is I. I, I give that to you. That's sound reasoning. Uh, the Bunny Man, mm-hmm. without his axe, okay, versus Francis Ngannou.
0: Francis Ngannou. You've told me who that was before.
1: Remind me. Uh, he's the current UFC heavyweight champion. He is this African dude. I think he's Cameroonian. Mm. Um, he's got so much power in his hands. It's so scary. He just puts people to sleep. And he's like the most jovial, nice, sweet man. He's so lovable.
0: Yeah, then it sounds like Ngannou to me. Really? Yeah, Ngannou's got this one. That Bunny Man doesn't have an axe. And once again, he just sounds like...
1: But is he human? He's just
0: like as strong as a strong guy.
1: But is he I human? Mean,
0: well, I think in order to figure out whether or not he's human, we're going to have to answer another question. This thing sounds so scary to me, the bunny
1: man. Wait. And I need to know. You're not done with real. fight night. Don't you dare try to weasel out of that.
0: Th- that seemed like a very natural transition to me. I don't think it did. <laughs> that seemed very natural. You were asking me if he's supernatural, and I wanted to know whether or not he was real.
1: I know, but I had other ones. Do you want to hear them or no?
0: I mean, I feel like this natural transition's already been blown. So, yeah, hit me with another one. I'll see if I can work us out sooner or later.
1: No, I'm just joking. We can go to Is It Real? You want to take the transition? We can take it.
0: No, yeah. I mean, we are an hour in. Uh, So, I'm going to say, is it real?
1: Is real? Check it. Hey! Hey! You're going to get it one of these days. You're going to be right on time.
0: That was on time to me. I'm going to chalk that one up to internet connection.
1: Okay, that's that's fair enough. Well, this is, this is an interesting thing here. Is the bunny man real? I'll start off with what the Virginia police have to say about the bunny man. After a very extensive investigation into this and all other cases of the same nature, it is still unsubstantiated as to whether or not there really was a white rabbit. The only people who have seen this so-called white rabbit have been children of rather young ages and the complainant in this case. Upon interviewing everyone in this case that may have had any knowledge of any incidents concerning a white rabbit, there have been no significant information uncovered that would lead to the identity of the person or persons that were posing as a white rabbit. This case will be marked as inactive. All right. Sounds like he's investigating Jefferson Airplane.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. They should have been calling him the Bunny Man.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he veered off there.
0: <laughs> I guess that he didn't want to sensationalize it.
1: So one pill stronger. makes you smaller, and the other one makes.
0: So the official police report is
1: uh,
0: inconclusive.
1: But Brian, Co- uh, Brian Conley, the archivist that we met earlier, said mm. a creepy guy on Halloween dressed oddly, throwing hatches at people. It's bizarre, too bizarre to be true, but it is.
0: Yeah, that actually doesn't sound that bizarre. you should listen to some other episodes of our show.
1: (laughs) It is a hell of a good piece of creative writing, he said, uh, but he cites the historical inaccuracies for why the specific parts of the account are false, like that Lorton Prison wasn't open until 1916. Mm. There's no Fairfax court record of a Douglas Griffin.
0: Well, they should check under
1: B.U. Neiman. Neiman. (laughs) You've already pictured... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you
0: talk to me about Douglas Griffin. I'm talking to you about B.U. Neiman, period.
1: What 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 Connolly discovered is that the real story is even more bizarre than the legend. Mm. He tracked down the police and in the investigation reports that confirmed that the Fairfax County police did look for a male in his late teens or early 20s dressed as a bunny. Mm. They couldn't turn up anything conclusive, but he found one of the, people, one of the couples uh, from the 70s uh, that had the hatchet thrown at them. Mm-hmm. They confirmed it and shared vivid details. Um, mm. To this day, no one knows who the bunny man was or what motivated him, but Conley has a theory that's uh, speculation. He thinks it's an elderly man, a curmudgeon, yeah. who owned the property uh, that the couple was trespassing on. Although the man died a year or two earlier, maybe a younger family member took up his cause, or it was a person who didn't like the development in the region going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Additionally, if the Bunny Man was in his early 20s in 1970, then he likely would still be alive today, but no one has come forward to admit being the uh, notorious Bunny Man. Mm. Today, the story of the Bunny Man has overtaken the actual truth. There was no murder, no asylum for the insane, and not even a bridge. Conley thinks... There's
0: not even a Bunny Man bridge?
1: Conley thinks the Fairfax Station Bridge, which Google Maps now even calls the Bunny Man Bridge, was nothing more than a nearby local teen party spot... And a creepy-looking bridge that got incorporated into the story. Nothing even,
0: more than a local teen party spot?
1: Even the town of Clifton has embraced the legend with t-shirts and a haunted Halloween attraction.
0: Well, good for them.
1: Yeah, Way they're trying to trying to make a to buck. to
0: turn that tragedy around from all those teens that were murdered in 1906.
1: So there's and 1905 and uh throwing hatches in the 70s and you know there there's some there's some truth to it there's there's some not so true elements to it but it's a mixed bag.
0: Yeah, my my theory was that it was going to be like uh this one clan of dudes that lived on this one land and they owned this old bunny costume and they always it was a Halloween tradition to scare people away from their property. In, around Halloween, wearing this bunny costume—that's
1: really good. I, down
0: from dude to dude, I love that. And of course, the first dude was obviously Bu Neiman, escaped madman.
1: No, but you find you find that a lot in these small towns. You find that you know keeping to yourself and keeping away outsiders and using fear in these legends to do so. So that that's not a bad theory at all, Ships. Well, thank you. Would you like some bunny facts to um, start wrapping yeah, this up? up. Round me up with a bunny fact Bunny facts A rabbit's diet is hard to break down So rabbits have two kinds of poops One hard dry pellet And one soft black orb The rabbit will eat the soft shit again Which allows their digestive system Another attempt to wring nutrients out of the food Mm Mm-hmm. Rabbits get eaten a lot And as one measure of protection They sleep with their eyes open Sudden movements can alert and awaken the rabbit Rabbits can't puke. Seriously. The reason seems to be some combination of digestive arrangement, like a powerful block between the stomach and esophagus, and something about their brains that won't or can't communicate that kind of command.
0: Hmm. They just don't know how.
1: They can't puke. Nah.
0: Yeah. Never figured it out.
1: <laughs> Stupid bunnies.
0: And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster.
1: Why, you don't want to continue, you all rabbit? Oh.
0: Uh- for a second, I I couldn't tell if that was Yanush or an Israel.
1: Oh come on!
0: Just when you started. Oh. Okay. By the time you got to rabbit, I got to I got to Israel. Okay,
1: good. Thank you.
0: So you got some old movie wrecks for us this week. Oh, AM. I I
1: didn't see the red light. Is that the red light?
0: Yeah, we have, looks like we're getting the red light. Oh, the, the red monster. light. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, um, yeah, I wanted to. Have you guys ever seen that movie Donnie Darko?
1: <laughs> Who me yeah, I've seen I've seen it, Uncle Monster. No, I haven't seen it. Tell me about it.
0: I never got around to it either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I try giving you an Uncle Monster?
0: Yeah, go for oh. it.
1: Okay. I, what I do just- you
0: got for us this week, Uncle M?
1: Oh! I just saw a horror movie called Things Seen and Heard.
0: Boy, you did see and hear it, didn't you?
1: It was about a lady, and her husband was bad, and he cheated on her, and then he murdered her, and there was a ghost, and it's on Netflix.
0: All right. (laughs) Brought to you by Netflix. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week.
1: Yes, seriously. Thank you for hanging in with us this week.
0: And hopefully next week we will have no Axis to Grind, and no technical problems giving everything a weird vibe
1: the weird vibe is purely in our heads by the way so hopefully it didn't rub off on you from us mentioning it
0: (laughs) but here I go again weird vibe today weird vibe
1: (laughs) by the way you can
0: find us on social medias yep uh uncle monster six on instagram uh uncle monster six on twitter uncle monster spooky time right hour on facebook
1: um importantly, Uncle Monster Six on patreon, which would be awesome if you guys want to join that that that's exciting,
0: yeah, you get early access to episodes, you get uh, bonus episodes Nightmare on
1: Monster Street, our examination of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's very cool.
0: we were releasing those back in twenty twenty one by now we're of course <laughs> on to uh watching the entirety of Sailor Moon. <laughs> And not talking about it, if we just record us watching it.
1: <laughs> thank it's you guys so guard. much for thank you so much for listening, and thank you guys so much for having fun with us. We really enjoy this, and we enjoy it because of you. And we can't wait to see you next time back here on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Friday Hour. Just remember one thing: don't get spooked.